Alright, um, can we just quickly open our Bibles to the book of um, Psalms? Alright, Psalm 24. We are going to read from Psalm 24 today. And that is, what I mean is the, concerning our declaration of the Lordship of Jesus into the air. That's what I'm referring to, Psalm 24. Now remember what we are doing is that we are declaring the Lordship of Jesus into the air. We are speaking to the spirits. We are speaking to the to everything, to the earth, to the heavens above us. We are speaking to the people. We are speaking to the nations. We are speaking to every group of persons on this earth. The things that we are declaring as we begin to declare. Now I want us to read loud. I don't want, it's not, um, it's not, we're not um, meditating. We're not. We're declaring loud. So I want everybody to be loud in their declaration. Is that okay? All right. One, two, let's go. Yes, is the Lord and all it contains, the world and those who dwell in it. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord and who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to falsehood and has not sworn deceitfully, he shall receive a blessing from the Lord and the righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, even Jacob. Verse 7. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Amen. Praise the Lord. We declare the righteousness of God into this air in Jesus' name. As a matter of fact, the earth is the Lord's and all that it contains. It contains Nigeria. Amen. It contains Enugu State. Amen. It contains your house and my house. Amen. So everything is the Lord. Somebody say amen. Amen. And therefore we say, Lord Jesus, reign in all that is yours in Jesus' name. Amen. Reign on this earth in the name of Jesus. Amen. Reign in Nigeria in the name of Jesus. Amen. Reign in our state in the name of Jesus. Amen. Reign in our homes in the name of Jesus. Amen. Upon every place where these words go to, where we go to, where we have, where we send our spirit, as a long, there's something about that. Reign in those places in the name of Jesus. Amen. When I say we will send our spirits, what I mean is that if you hear news of Adamawa, you may not go there physically, but because it's part of your nation, your heart goes there. So Lord, we say reign in those places in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We say it again, the earth is the Lord's and all it contains in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And listen to this, those, these are the people who will receive a blessing from the Lord in this country. In this generation, those with clean hands, who do not lift up their souls to falsehood, and who do not swear deceitfully, every doer of evil will be brought down. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, election cycle is starting again. We're praying in the Fuanambra, uh, when we're there on Saturday, Friday and Saturday. And one thing we pray, let's pray for Nigeria again. That Lord, see this presidency of Nigeria. See this um, governorship of Enugu State. 
where else, anywhere where your heart goes. But let's together pray for these two. Nobody will enter into that office that does not have the good of the land in his heart. Listen, no matter what people arrange and plan, that's it. We reject anyone who's coming without the righteousness of God in his heart. In the name of Jesus Christ. The person who will enter into office will establish God's righteousness. We establish God's justice. He will be one to reward righteousness and punish iniquity. In the name of Jesus Christ. Once again, we declare the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And all it contains belong to him. And therefore we say, reign, Jesus, reign. Amen. Amen. Before we take our seats, let's take our declaration of understanding. Are we ready? All right, quickly, one, two, let's go. Now I declare. The Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And I'm being filled with the knowledge of his will. Spiritual wisdom and understanding. As a result of this, I'm walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. I'm pleasing him in all respects. I'm bearing fruit in every good work. And I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to his word. Word is entering my heart. It is giving me light and direction. It is healing me in every area. And it's making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 I said amen. Amen. And that's what the Lord will do for you today in Jesus' name. The Lord will establish your hearts. There will be no fear. There will be no discouragement. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let's take our seats. The Lord is good. All right. Uh, you know, last time we began to talk about intercession by faith. Can you remember that? Yes, we began to talk about that. Now, uh, interestingly, I don't remember exactly where I stopped or all the things that I said, but I do remember a few things. All right. We've had a number of things to do since then. So um, I believe as I'm going on, the Holy Spirit will remind me so that I don't do too much repetition. I can go on to something else. I mean, add something to what we have discussed uh, before and then we'll begin to pray again. And I do, um, I, I do remember that we, last time we were praying, we, we prayed especially that our faith will not fail. It's very important. And, um, uh, let's just back up a bit. I remember that, that, it, that the number of things I want to remind us of, okay? Let me quickly really say them now so I don't forget. Who can remember the things I said are the disciplines of an intercessor? Intercessors have certain disciplines. Check your notes. Some of you are very good with taking notes. It's important to remind us of them. Today we're talking about interse- um, intercession by faith again. This is the second time we're going to be talking about it. Thank you. I like people like you, one. Have enough spiritual So, number one, keep your spirit pure. Two, have enough spiritual information. Number three, watch your conversations. Thank you very much. I'm very happy. Thank you for reminding me of that. I just knew I needed to remember those things because it's important. Um, we're talking about intercession by faith. I just feel like repeating myself in some things I've said before again to us today. Um, certain reasons for that. And before I go into the main thing I want to say, and that's that number one, the heavens are the heavens of the Lord, and what? The earth he has given to the sons of men. Now that does not contradict what we just read here in scripture, where he says that, um, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. It really doesn't contradict it. It doesn't. When it says the, um, he has given it to men, that is the Lord's, and he has handed what's going to happen there over to us. And that's why we read certain scriptures and give authority to God 
on the earth. That's because he has given it to us. We never say um, that it will be done in heaven. Have you ever prayed that? It's on earth. How he rules in heaven doesn't depend on us. But how he rules, he still rules on the earth, depends on us. That's why we pray his will into the earth. So we will say that it will be done on earth as it is written, recorded in heaven. Now, for it to be done on earth, it requires us. I want to just remind us of these things. Because if you don't get it, you will pray wrongly. Many people pray as a matter of habit. And I said last time, there are different kinds of prayer. There are prayers of faith and then um, the other kinds of prayer. The prayer of faith is not one type of prayer. Like another kind of prayer is prayer of intercession, is prayer of agreement, uh, prayer of petition, prayer of thanksgiving. No, all of those are prayers of faith. But the other types of prayer as against the prayer of faith is a prayer of things like habit, copy. Do you follow my point? This is how this person does it. Prayer of show, and a very important type of prayer. Jesus specifically talked about it. These are the prayers that you pray so that people will know that you know how to pray, or that you really are praying. It's not a prayer of faith, right? Now, but I just want to remind us again, it's only a prayer of faith that works. If it's not a prayer of faith, it does not work. What is intercession by faith? That's what we're talking about now. First of all, what is intercession? It's when you pray for somebody or something else, not really yourself or directly your um, personal responsibility. For example, if you pray for your home, it's not a prayer of intercession. Are you getting my point? But if I pray for somebody else's home, it's a prayer of intercession. Now, sometimes people try to distinguish between supplication and intercession. I will not do that. Okay, let's let just lump all of them under intercession. Now, because you'll tell you that if you do supplication, it's for believers. Intercession is for unbelievers. Please, let me just leave that one out. Let me just put everything together. That, for example, if you pray for Nigeria, it's intercession. If I pray for somebody else, it's intercession. I'm laying um, petitions before God on behalf of somebody else or on behalf of a nation. That's what we mean by intercession, okay? Now, it's different, very different, from when I'm praying for my own personal needs. My personal needs depend purely on me. What I'm, like, if I believe or I don't believe. But if I pray for Sodom and Gomorrah, they have to have ten righteous people. Do you follow my point? They have to. Okay, I'm praying for them, but certain conditions will modify the efficacy of my prayer. But let's go beyond those, con- let's not look at those conditions for now. When it has to do with many people, the rules are slightly different. That's what I'm trying to say. If it's just me, it's just me. I mean, if I believe, I believe. If I don't believe, I don't believe. But I may believe, but because I'm praying for Sodom and Gomorrah, God says, okay, let's count ten righteous in that place. All right? Now, I'm praying for Nigeria as an example. Uh-huh. I'm praying for the church of God, especially let's take Nigeria, our nation, whichever nation you are in and you are learning this uh, from. You are praying for that nation. The most important thing in that nation is the body of Christ. Now, how the body of Christ now responds. You are not the only person. All right? The, the attitude of your brethren affects your prayer. It does. Let me quickly say this to you. Environmental anointing is important. Too. Environmental anointing. It is crucial. If a husband is trying to do something, if the wife is always complaining, the man won't succeed. He will find it hard to succeed. Yes. Listen to me. Her complaints may be genuine. Her concerns may be genuine. But if she's not synergizing with him spiritually, there will be a problem. And vice versa. 
That if it's a woman also. Agreement, you know, when we talk about prayer of agreement, some people say, let's two of us agree. And you see, the thing they are agreeing about doesn't concern them, really. I don't know whether I get my point. Me and you want to agree about Ghana. I mean, I swear pray alone. Your agreement is not anything. If I have a Ghanaian brother with me, maybe it's different. Are you getting my point? Uh-huh. Two of us cannot say, we are, Lord, we want to pray prayer of agreement about Ghana. You are a Nigerian? Are you getting my point? Two of you are Nigerians, and you want to pray a prayer of agreement. Forget it. You are not in agreement. You may enjoy the exercise. You may get results, but it's not a prayer of agreement. Because there's too much disagreement elsewhere. <laughs> Do you follow my point? But where you must pray, you can pray a prayer of, of agreement. A husband and a wife can agree about their children. They are your children. There's no third party, really. They are yours. If the two of you agree and your, your mother-in-law and your father-in-law don't agree, it's your problem. They don't have jurisdiction over those children. So if two of you agree, then it works. But if two of you are not in agreement, even though you don't say we want to pray prayer of agreement, let me say another thing. It's not the words you use that really describe the kind of prayer you are praying. If you say let's pray prayer of agreement, you join hands and you both, you don't both agree. It doesn't matter. It's a prayer of disagreement. And it's not faith. Even if you don't say let's pray prayer of agreement, and one of you, one of you just calls the other, please, ah, my husband, please, let's pray about, um, this particular one of our children. And you don't say, hey, now what we want to do right now is a prayer of agreement, and this is the principle by which it works. Forget the long grammar. Please, let's pray about this is our son. And two of you join hands, or you don't join hands, or you, you kneel at the two ends of the bed, or you kneel close to each other, or you stand next to each other. Doesn't matter. Or you're even on the phone. One person traveled. And you pray in agreement. What does it mean to be in agreement? You desire the same thing. Do you follow my point? Then that's a prayer of agreement. It is not that you called it a prayer of agreement. The important thing is that you agreed. If two of you shall agree. That's what he said. He didn't say if the two of you shall pray a prayer of agreement. I don't know whether you are getting my point. What he says, two of you shall agree. So, it's important you are in agreement. One of the things you try to achieve is that agreement position. Hey, please, God help me to stay on my message. Things just keep coming. You have to keep explaining. So, uh, Pastor, what if we can't be in agreement? Then one person submits. That is why God gave the principle of submission. That principle of submission is because you can never see everything eye to eye. It's not possible. And like I always tell people, I tell my wife, and I tell wives also, other wives, that you are not submitting if I have to explain my point all the time. Because if I had to do explain it, then every stranger will submit to me. If I have to be an expert in persuasion, can I say another thing? Hey, you know, you keep on having many things to say. Every time your husband must persuade you before you agree, you have failed another test. Life is full of tests. God will bring tests of agreement for you or submission to you, but you will insist. Say, ah, no, you have to explain. Once he explains, you have failed. Did you hear what I said? Once he fully explains in such a manner that a stranger who doesn't have a marriage covenant with him will also agree, then you have failed the test of submission. Somebody may be telling you that, uh, ah, no, you see, you're an adult. Listen, if you were not an adult, submission wouldn't apply to you. Submission don't apply to children. I hope you know that. What applies to them is obedience. What does that mean? Whether you agree or not, 
You do as you are said, you, as you are told. And you grudge, you know that is wrong, mommy is wrong, but you do what they say. What is submission? My husband, I don't know whether it's right or wrong, but I am right. Then I take my right, I put it down. That's what they call submission. There's no, there's nothing, you're not grumbling about it. It's not done grudgingly. Submission is a very powerful thing to do. It invokes the power of God into your life and into your marriage. That's an aside. You know, also, there's a risk of losing the way. When you keep on explaining things by the way, let's, let me go back now. I just wanted to drop that briefly, then go back to the issue of agreement in case two people now don't really see everything. Then one person submits. And once somebody's in submission, they can now be in agreement, even though they both, they don't both understand. Only one person thinks he understands, in quotes. The other person understands something differently, but willingly. Submission is how Jesus attained his name. I hope you get my point. Even though, you know, let's say it again. We can't say it enough. One of the most confusing things which preachers have preached to couples is to remind them that they are equal. It's funny, but it's that this one is playing on your, let me say what you say. They come and say, they, and usually they are trying to explain to the man. It's the man they are trying to talk to, but the woman learns a bad thing. This is what I mean. She was not made from your head. No, you tell the woman you're not made from his head, so you can, don't try and boss him. Okay, fine. She was not made from your feet, so don't try and trample her down. She was made from your side. So basically you are both equal. But the woman listens and says, did you hear that? Did you hear that? Now let me say it again. Are you both equal? Yes, it's in the scriptures. But don't lay emphasis on it. When you see equality, you put it down. That's what Jesus did. Even though he had equality with God. That's what submission is. Submission assumes equality. Do you get my point? It assumes we are both equal. And then I take my equality and I put it down. I lay it aside. So even though I am equal... I will not count it as something to be grasped. That's what the Bible says. I hope you follow my point. That's a simple thing about um, prayer of agreement. I wanted to explain. So, I drop that in case we don't seem to understand each other completely. God has put that in there to help us as couples. But back to the issue of intercession. So, when we are interceding for something like a nation... There are so many factors involved. Let me quickly drop this again. God requires a critical mass. I need to keep explaining this. You know, I said I'm going to repeat myself a lot, many things I've taught before. One of the things I want to explain is that we are in war. It's warfare. It's a spiritual warfare. It's not a physical warfare. It's something that is happening in the realm of the spirit that's playing down on the earth. You know, because of social media, um, everybody has a video recording machine because of mobile phone, so I can share. You see a lot of things going on around. I've watched a lot of evil being played out around us and stuff, and sometimes I want to get angry. Then I realize that Banky, anger lies in the bosom of fools. That is those who don't understand that get angry. The people who are doing what they are doing that you don't like, the Bible says many times they don't know what they are doing. I saw one IPOB boy. Many of you have seen the video. 
announcing that nobody should come out, and he was stark naked. He was carrying an AK-47. Is it somewhere in Abia State? Uh-huh. Okay, is it Imo State? He was walking up and down with an AK-47 and threatening anybody that would come out on the no-come-out day. Forget his threats. He's, he's naked. Stark naked. And he was dancing in the middle of the road. Somebody was videoing him. He said, why are you doing as if you are not videoing? If you want to video, video. <laughs> That's the person who videoed what we saw. And he was in the center of the road dancing, naked, with one AK-47 in his right hand. And I told myself, he's not in control. He's not in control. Let me tell you something. Anyway, let me not say that yet. Okay, let me just give the statement or explain it. When God withdraws his spirit, they expire. That thing is intense. It, everything you see physically is powered by spirit. It cannot expire until the spirit is withdrawn. If you see communal violence, until the spirit is withdrawn, it will not expire. If you see underdevelopment, aggressive in a nation, until the spirit is withdrawn, it cannot expire. If you see troubles everywhere, you see people may be saying that IPOB, I, I just tell myself, IPOB is not the problem. IPOB is our problem. What do I mean by let, let, let me stand here say? Eastern Nigeria, that is our own problem. Middle Bet, they have another problem. Northern Nigeria, banditry is their problem. Do you follow my point? If you look, every corner of the nation has a problem. Do you get my point? If you get down to um, uh, Bono um, and the neighboring Yobe and states around it, no, Boko Haram, Iswap is their problem. Iswap doesn't get to Abuja, doesn't get to the Middle Belt, does not come to Enugu. You get down to River State, they have another set of problems. They have serious political problems there. You're talking, <laughs> the, people have, people don't understand. People have run away from re, villages in River State. I have a friend, one of their relatives, did business, built a house, doing a good business, not just, I'm not talking about making money, rendering good service but made enough money to build a big house to house the business and was running great service to the community, ran away and became a refugee in Port Harcourt and had to be begging for money to eat. What's the problem? One guy who they finally shot in Enugu. Remember that guy? He was living peacefully in Enugu here, causing problems somewhere in River State. The one that one day because police, I think they arrested his mother or something, he came and killed people coming from night video. You don't remember it about two December ago? See, another set of problems. So that immediately tells you, all right, these are spiritual issues. That tells you these are spiritual issues. And everywhere he gets to, he looks at the... Please, you must get it. When God wanted to Remove the house of David from ruling over the whole of Israel and giving them only Judah, right? He stirred up rebellion against Solomon. That was when Jeroboam, that was the head of the rebellion. He ran away. When Solomon was dead, he came back. And Nahijah met him on the way and gave him the ten pieces of torn clothing and said, those are ten tribes of Israel. They are yours to hold. 
Jeroboam became strong only because God said, I'm taking the kingdom away from the household of David. It had to do its ability to, to strategize, to plan. It was God saying, it's enough. I hope you follow my point. Things on the earth are spiritually controlled. That's the point I'm going to make. So when you see things like we are seeing around, let me really drop this. Christians, be careful. Be careful. Like we're teaching in Oka, don't come down. Don't go to the level of puppets and, um, which other one? Mannequins, tools, yes. That spiritual things are just moving around. Because many times we hear Christians talk, you don't realize that you are yielding yourself to satanic machinations. And you think you are speaking for human rights. There's one cartoon I've seen my kids watch. <laughs> I can't remember the name now. It has to do with, um, <laughs> yes, they say one guy, he akumatizes people. I don't know how many of you have watched children's cartoon. No, no, that, that, no, that's a coup. Uh, it's a, this one is akumatize. Eh? Okay, anyway, it's on children's cartoon. I've stumbled on the why. Why I remember it is that this guy that akumatizes people, what he does is, he looks for an offended person to possess. That is the rule every time. For example, the family is having, let's say, um, a birthday party. And maybe the smallest boy in the house wanted a particular piece of cake and the mother did not give him. And he goes to sit down, folds his hand and is grumbling. How come I don't get that piece of cake? Why did my sister get it? Then that spirit goes around. We possess that boy for one simple reason. He's the offended party. That's why I remember it. I said, oh, this, whoever wrote this is very spiritual. You may not understand what he's doing, but he had just picked on the spiritual truth. Some of them are legitimately offended. That's not the issue. The issue is that the spirit possesses the individual. That's an aside. Be careful that you are not possessed by a spirit that is not going to be doing the will of God. Because remember, the will of God is different from the judgment of God. We do not participate in the judgment. We participate in the will. When I say judgment now, whatever God decrees is decreed based on a number of things. One of the reasons why he decrees things that are negative is that he wants to, he wants to punish people. But he doesn't use people like you and me to punish. Sometimes God stirs up trouble for people. You will say, I'm about to invent evil against these people. But it's not you. It's not me that he will use. Let's go and find Judas somewhere. I hope you follow my point. What we always do is his will. We always do his will. So in the midst of trouble, we are intercessors. I hope you're getting my point. We bring messages of peace. We reconcile people. If God wants to kill somebody, it's not me he will use to kill. Let him go and find somebody else. He normally will call an instrument unto dishonor, a vessel unto dishonor. Like Judas was. Please, let's bear this in mind. So, we are in a spiritual battle. That is what life is. We are in a spiritual battle. That is what life is. This is what God does. He gives us the knowledge of his own plan, which is in accordance with his will. Then he now says, ask me for it. Fight for it. Pray about it. That's just the way it works. 
I've noticed that. God wants to do something. Now look around. It will now look around. Are you interested? You say yes. Or oh, I have called you. I have ordained you to do this. Now I say yes. So are you interested? <laughs> you mean like, excuse me. I thought you said you, were, you have called me and ordained me to do this. Why are you asking whether I'm interested? Oh, and what he's saying, this is his answer if you are thinking about it. The answer is that the fact that I have called you and ordained you does not remove your willpower. And there is no blessing except you have the ability to refuse. If I, had, I commanded and you couldn't say no, I wouldn't bless you for saying yes. I hope you're following my point. There wouldn't be any blessing in saying yes if you could not say no. What brings the blessing is that you have the right to say no. That's why Jesus, even though he said, will I say, Father, deliver me from this hour? He said, but for this cause I came to this hour. What does that tell you? He still he could have said no. So he said, nevertheless, not my will. So he had a will. So when God calls, what he's saying is that, give me your will. Subject your will to my will. Let your own will die and my own will take over so that my will becomes your will. So he says, this is a plan I have for you, for your family. Are you interested? And how do I know that? Just like he taught us from different scriptures, we saw in the life of Jesus, saw in the life of Paul, all right, saw in the life of Paul, saw in the life of um, Jeremiah, direct, you know, even Moses, many of those scriptures show us that this is what God does. He plans before we are born, right? God separated Paul from his mother's womb. Remember that? Ordained him to be an apostle to the nations. Jeremiah was called before he was born. You understand that? Moses was a beautiful child. From childhood, as he was born, they needed the purpose of this boy. We know about Samson, Manuel's son. We know all these examples. And of course, Jesus Christ is the most important example of all. So that applies also to Isaiah. Then Isaiah heard, who shall I send? Who will go for us? Abba. Wait, you ordained Isaiah for this. Then you now said in his hearing as if he didn't know he was there. <laughs> so Isaiah had to volunteer for the plan of God for his life. And that's why every one of us will have to answer a call at a particular point in time. And usually when you are answering the call, there will be an alternative. You have not, what I want to say was sound funny. You have not yet answered the call until there's an alternative. Ah. <laughs> You're not answering the call when there's nowhere else to go. <laughs> so, but Pastor, that time I answered the call, there was no alternative. There has been alternatives along the lines. There have been, which you rejected, and that confirmed the answer to the call. Yes, that's the way it works. You are fishing, and they pull you away from fishing. Look at Peter. Peter was fishing. He was struggling a bit. Jesus gave him breakthrough in fish, fish business. And I said, from now on, you'll be, we'll be catching men. He had an alternative. What was that alternative? Fishing. Everybody Jesus called, that's something they were doing. That's what it's called, a call. You have to be, you have to make a choice for it. That's why it's a call. That is, because God doesn't force anybody. There's a principle I just dropped there. So let's go back to the thing we're saying. So God said, this is what I planned for you. And I said, ask for it. But if you wanted to just do it now, no, I wanted to ask for it. Sometimes, not sometimes, most times, fight for it. Fight for it. I call you to preach. All right, first day of preaching, no food. 
Are you going to run away? It's deliberate. I made you hungry for feeding you with manna. It's deliberate to see what's in your heart. Because when people come to ministry, because ministry pays. You know, this modern day, there's a way you do it. They look at it from outside. There was a time that the, 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 the icons, the examples of ministry were men that were going to die. Paul, Peter, James. So, called to be an apostle. Who they, <laughs> before God could get anybody to be an apostle those days, no. You know how many times they called Peter? Three times. Yeah, don't have time to go into it now. Three times he called Peter. That's how come. Listen, three times. Just Peter offer. Ah, we have this fishing expedition tomorrow. I'll see you after. <laughs> so get people to be apostles. But now, if, if God just mistakenly calls, you know, our, 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 our examples of apostles now, they are rich people. So if God is talking to your friend, miss call, you go, you know, a cross line, just, <laughs> you go answer. Because many who are answering it, what, you see, oh, people don't get it. What they are answering, they call to. Aye. These days, people are not, many people, no, let me say, uh, nobody. Many people are not answering the call to suffering. They're not answering the call to dying for anybody. They're answering the call that eventually the branch will be big. And on my best day, it's going to be a jeep, a house. Pastor, you have been, we have worked so hard. This Christmas, we want to go and rest. Where? Maybe you should go to Tahiti. Yeah. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's, I'm just saying it happens. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying it happens. I've seen people struggle for the title pastor, and I'm looking at, why are you struggling for the title pastor? If you come, in fact, I'm not kidding. I, I've said this before, and I've seen mean it. If it is now, I'm starting out in ministry. No, I won't let, I will stick with the brother title. I have my reason for it. If you listen to Ken Hagin's messages, Brother Hagin, yeah, they, they use that a lot. I have a reason why I like it now. I want to go into that night to take me away from my main message. As you were fighting for the title, the title of pastor, and I like, excuse me, pastors and churches have even made it into a rank. You'll be promoted. You know those days, Celestial Church of Christ had one funny arrangement that used to make me laugh. You're promoted from evangelist to senior evangelist, most senior evangelist, then supreme evangelist. Everybody is an so there's nobody, no other calling. Him. If they call you prophet, there, there are some who are prophets, but those who really are senior. The evangelists. They have funny names like, you know, world leader, you know. I don't know what those things mean. I don't know. People fight for titles. Just by the way, pastor is not a title, it's a calling. According to Kenneth Hagin, those days, you say, you can put a label on a can, does not put anything in the can. <laughs> I give an empty can, you get a beautiful label, put it on it. Doesn't put anything in the can. Many people have been labeled pastor, look inside the can, shh, nothing. Again, we'll drop these things by the way. Alright? Now, so, he struggled to call Peter. And those days, it wasn't easy to answer the calling to an apostle. Because the examples they had were not particularly good examples, if you know what I mean by good. They, they, they suffered for the sake of the gospel. So God will see for that reason, even though he called you to be an apostle, he gives the opportunity to say no. 
He called you to go into the promised land. Now back to where I was, started from. He called you to come into the promised land. Then he leaves giants there. That the giants are your excuse to say no. He could have removed the giants, but he doesn't do that. He wants to know whether you want it. That's how he does it. Do you really want it? And if you show that you want it, he removes the giants. How does he remove it? You confront the giants and they will fall before you. That's what he does. Struggles and difficulties are parts of life. Sometimes that's what God uses. Do you get that? It's our way of saying, here I am, send me. That is the way Isaiah came and seemed to volunteer for the plan of God, which God created him for, which have established. God still says to him, who shall I send? As if, hey guys, who shall I send? Who will go for us? And Isaiah is there. So Isaiah looks. What about me? He said, okay, come. This is what I wanted to do for these people. This is what I wanted to do for me, to these people. Isaiah needed to volunteer. It's, that's just the way it is. You have to, so, sometimes when we have difficulties in life, it's our way of saying, yes, I am serious about the decision I've made for God. So challenges will come. We have to rise up to those challenges. I hope you're following my point here. And what God will do is that he will back our rising. He will. He will back it with his power. He will walk with us. So it will tell Israel, enter into the promised land. Remember I began by saying that life is, is a battle and a battle. So he has recruited us. We have volunteered. We are his people. We are his servants. We are the ones he wins through. Do you follow my point? Then I say, come, let's go into battle. That is, these are things we must understand. So on this earth, as an example, God has a plan. I said this in Oka. I feel like you say it. If I feel so strong that I needed to say it. In fact, initially I was trying to get that message in Oka and share it around. I also do that because I said it with a different kind of spirit. But let's see how that the same spirit will flow. But one thing I said in Oka, because I'm quoting Oka because it was the first time really I was saying it like that. Okay, even though I've preached about it here and there, I felt that it's God's word for the country. You understand? And this is the point I'm making. Everything you see... Now, now, first of all, let me say another thing. God doesn't reckon with everybody. 200 million Nigerians. When he wants to make important decisions, he doesn't go to everybody. He picks a few people and says to them, all right, this is what I want to do. Who is going to work with me? Who is going to agree with me? I hope you're following my point. That's just the way it is. He doesn't talk to everybody. But the people he talks to, they are... Op- I don't use the word opinion. Well, opinion, we can use it. Their opinion, their decision, their word, their word can override the word of God. Okay, let me withdraw the word. Word. Their word can override the will of God. You like that? I think that one is easier. Can override the will of God. So if God says, now, next phase, promised land. They say we cannot enter. That's the dying wilderness. Do you follow my point? Could he take them in? Answer me. Could he take them in? They saw the giants. They said, we cannot go in. You know what they just proved to him? They are not willing. It's not important to them. So, they died in the wilderness. That's just the way it works. 
For that reason, they died in the wilderness. So, this is what, this is what the Lord does. He calls the people that are important, let's get home. This is Nigeria. And that's this thing I said in Oka. And he says to them that if you want me to divide your country, I will. I will. There are people I reckon with. First of all, the church. Yes, the people are in the church. And if enough of you, now at another point, amongst the people, there's a bit of democracy. Once you get into that group, there's a kind of democracy. If all of you say, or majority of you, I don't know how you calculate these numbers, says, we want our country divided, and he doesn't want it divided, let us assume. I'm not saying he, 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 he doesn't want it. I'm just listen for a moment. Let's just say he doesn't want it. Even though he doesn't want it, if enough of you say divide it, you know what he will do? He will. He will. He adds another word to it. You live with the consequences. If it's bad, fine. If it's good, enjoy it. But one thing is certain. If it's not what I want, it cannot be good. That's the way he works. He won't force you. Somebody asked me a question in Oka. Remember that question? What's wrong with asking for a country? I was angry with the individual. Either because he came late. Maybe that's why I asked the question. When I go home, I said, Bank, why did you just answer him? I was just thinking to myself. I should have answered. The answer I would have given him is that it is not your part to do that. He decides the boundaries of nations. If you desire something that is not his will, and you force it, he will give you, but it will never bless you. And I realize the boundaries of nations are decided by him. No individual decides it. If you go against his will, there are times you become like Sodom. You become like Gomorrah. God has given us a lot of latitude on this earth. Sometimes I don't like the idea. I just wish you just force us for something. Just use Boju now. Just say, boys, line up. Yeah, we line up. But he doesn't do that. He said, men, come. You know, you know what, what, how I changed? I didn't say boys now. I said what? Men. It treats, treats us like adults. Say, come. Let us reason together. This is the promised land. Do you want to go in? We may not use words to answer yes or no. We'll go and see the giants. Well, giants, Mm-mm. Egypt is better. It's okay. Turn back to Egypt. And all those who, those who turn back, like I said, once you encounter the Lord, you turn your back on him, that's it. Your life is over. That's just the way it is. So when we're talking about intercession by faith, these are the things we're explaining. There's another thing. Now, the disciplines of intercession, one, watch your what? Your spirit. Number two. The third is not your conversation. Number three is what? Number two is what? I have enough information. Yes, thank you very much. And then number two. There's something I said the other thing about faith. That faith is a combination of things. Faith is the knowledge of the will of God, number one. Faith is also desire. There's a thought thing I said about faith. You can remind me about it again. <laughs> I remember those two. There were three things I said. But let me just add another one in case this may not be, but it's also persistence and perseverance. Alright? So desire goes with the will of God. So this is how, how faith works. I take the will of God and I make it my desire. If I have a desire that's not in line with the will of God, it's not faith. Do you follow my point? But if the Lord has a will and my desire is not in accordance with his will, it's also not faith. Do you follow my point? That is, the will is there, but I'm not loving the thing that he loves. That's also not faith. Faith comes when I am able to take the will of God and make it my desire. So that when it becomes my desire, then I pray about it. Now, not just because it is the will of God, but because it is actually what I want. I hope you are getting my point. Because God gives us something. Hmm? 
He said, whatever you ask the Father for in my name, he will give it to you. But he says something first, my word will abide in you. So these are the things that happen. The Father will have a will. Through his word, this will becomes your desire. Then you ask the Father for it, then he gives it to you. What I said, is it clear there? For example, Israel is coming. God says, I, uh, the, uh, some Israelites, maybe the sons of Jesus, one of those, uh, uh, like, uh, like Korah, all of that, he said, okay, we like um, that land. So let's go and ask God for it. So they go to Moses. Can we have that land? And Moses looks and says, no, it belongs to the Moabites. Are you getting my point? Can they have it? No. Once it belongs to the Moabites, it belongs to the Edomites, it belongs to the, um, the what do you call them? Uh, what they're uh, the Ammonites, Abi? No, no, no. Jebusites you could take. They're just three. Edomites, um, Moabites, and the Ammonites. Yes. Because Edomites are the descendants of Saul. Moabites and the Ammonites are descendants of uh, Lot. Yes. So you couldn't take their land. So if you desired it, God says no. And he said, if you want to fight them for it, I won't defend you. <laughs> he told them clearly. He said, when you're passing through, pay them. If you drink their water, pay. If they say this is our charge, you pay this amount of person, money per person crossing, pay. He said, don't stir them up to any fight. Because I'll just be watching you guys like this. I will not meddle in the fight. But the land I'm giving you, he gave it to, he gave them the geography. He said, this is a land that belongs to the Jebusites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the, uh, the, the Perizzites, all those other people. He gave them and the Canaanites. He said, these people, I'm giving you their land. So, the, your desire will now go along with that revelation. Do you follow my point? And then he supports every fight. You have. I hope you're following what I'm going to explain here. So, that's what intercession is. Intercession is the way by which we fight. But we have to fight from faith. That's what I'm going to emphasize. You cannot continue to intercede except you are interceding by faith. Let's get practical to Nigerian matter. I began to explain that last time. Different times anyway. So things keep on going on. There are troubles here and there. Then some people will now decide and say, remember what I said, God said, if you want, if you want to divide, me to divide the country, I will divide it for you. I just need enough of you to say it amongst people I talk to. And I can assure you right now, it's only the church is talking to about it. There's a second generation of people he talks to. When the church has finally, that is, refused to hear, you understand? He can't talk to them. You just look around for any other person. So he talks to anybody who's serious. Remember the Muslim man I quoted last time? He would talk to such people. Dangote has a lot of investment in Nigeria. He would talk to him. He starts talking to people who have vested interests. You now start, you'll be saying they are playing politics. Listen, no one can say a thing and it comes to pass unless the Lord decrees it. So the vested interest stayed behind in one hotel room, in one corner of Abuja, or they met in Lagos, or in Sokoto, or in Kano, or in Enugu, wherever they gather to meet, and they come to an agreement concerning what to do concerning this landmass you call Nigeria. And it stands. You know why? It is simply because the church has not said anything different. And God said, okay, they want it, give them. 
said they wanted to give them. That's why you hear me pray all the time when I'm leading prayer. I said we refuse to yield any square inch of this country to anybody. That we refuse. It just, it just refuse. Why? I, I refuse. We just refuse. Why do I refuse? Well, the reason is simply because I believe that God says no. So I'm trying to align my will with the will of God. Husband, what is God's will? I can assure you one thing where you know what God's will is not, is that everybody is saying it. I don't know what I heard I said. Broad is the road that leads to destruction. If everybody says something, run away from it. See, I'm in Eastern Nigeria, so I will speak. That is why I want to warn every Biafran prophet that's a true pastor, bishop, watch yourself. Otherwise, apostle, you know the prophetic word has gone out. Go into the counsel of God and hear what he's saying. Let me quickly say something to you. I have to say it is the word of God. I'm not afraid of anybody. I can say this expressly. Hear the word of God from my mouth. The Lord says, I have not appointed any Christian to speak for the Biafran nation. I've not appointed any. If any pastor speaks, he's not speaking for me. If any bishop speaks, he's not speaking for me. He's speaking for himself and his community. He has not spoken my word. I was in Lagos when my pastor came to church that, that time and repented of being in Nadeko prophet. You know what they call Nadeko? Some people, he shook his head, I don't believe it. National Democratic Coalition. They are the ones that fought for June 12. You know, this, now we have actualization of the Republic of Biafra. That time, we are, on June 12, we stand. That was, his, that was the talk that time. Of course, June 12 died in prison. So, you know, are you laughing? Yeah, but it was his, no, see, I was in Lagos. These guys are going to burn Lagos up. It's not a joke. Oh, what is one you are seeing now? It happened in Lagos now. It's not, these are spirits. That time, it was an affront on the military government. But why is that an influential man today? They were the, people died for it. Uh, Rewani died for it. He got killed for it. It was one very rich man from, um, I think, Edo Delta Axis. As I seen, went to his house, knocked on his door and shot him. He was found in Nadeko. I had a distant relative that was blown up in his car. By a briefcase bomb. Ah, oh, we think, <laughs> what's a joke? Okay, many of you are young. Okay, you know, like, like, this is, I've taken time. Sergeant Rogers' matter was one of the passengers who came into power. Go and read the story of Sergeant Rogers now. They were the hitmen for the government. What, what do you think killed them, Abiola's wife? They stopped her inside traffic, shot her in the head. Was in traffic in Lagos. They blocked her car, stopped, opened the door, shot her in the head. Rushed her off to a co-hospital. I remember one of our senior guys from Lou that time, they rushed over there. Oh, would you do somebody's been shot in the head? Of course she died. Ah, not Nadeko. Balati Nubu said he escaped from Nigeria dressed as a woman. Tie up her, tie everything, tie like this. Because if they grabbed him, <laughs> entered, you know, Okada, rode across the border dressed as a woman. I heard a story. Was, was it Kotono or one of these neighboring African countries? So one day he went out to go and make a phone call. As he came back, Bola Ahmed Tunubu the Jagaban. As he came back, as he was heading for the reception, he saw two men in the reception. Saw their backs. So they were talking to the receptionist there. Receptionist looked up, saw him, and looked down. Said the way the man looked at him, he knew there was trouble. That's how he walked 
away from that hotel and never came back. Those were Nigerian agents that had come to pick him up. He just happened to have left to go and do something outside. And good enough, he had the cooperation of the receptionist. The guy just looked up at him like this, focused his gaze on him, and continued talking to those men. He said the way he looked at him, he just turned. Ah. <laughs> Anniversary of June 12th. Every man all over the country ran back to the East. Yes, that was 1990, was 94, no, June 12 was, the, the election itself was 93. Yes, I think it was either 94 or 95. I remember I was saying in Lupeju, in Lagos. Luxury buses filled everywhere because the traffic out of Lagos was so bad. They couldn't even move, that is, they left their homes, 24 hours later they are still inside bus sleeping in Lagos. And it wasn't from Lagos alone, all over the country. Everybody thought it was the end of Nigeria. Some of us said, where are you going to? Nobody is fighting you now. No, they say, I beg you, I don't want to holler. Everybody packed. Listen, people packed and ran. Many died on the road for nothing. The roads were congested. One of my guys, he was in, um, um, I think, uh, he was in Taraba. At that, Ukari. Yeah, he was in Ukari. He's a pharmacist. Ha! The guy is an evil man. He says he's not going anywhere. He had a pharmacy shop. Say he made money like mad. Because <laughs> all the other shops closed. No, every shop in, the, in northern Nigeria, manned by people from the east, shut down. When I say every, it can't be 100%. Most. This guy said nothing will happen. He was working day and night. When the money, he said all of them, I just go. Well, yes, go. <laughs> what was the fight? On June 12th, we stand. That was the period. So you can imagine. So people get carried away. Pastors in Lagos also, you know the way? Pastors in the East have gotten carried away. Pastors in Lagos also got carried away. Pastors who are from Western Nigeria, they got carried away. And the church I was going to them, pastor just came to Lagos. I wasn't around. Because at that time, I've been grieved for some time. That this message is, oh God, I don't get it. This is politics. Then one day I wasn't in church. I came back to church. One of our sisters said, ah, come. You don't know what happened. I said, no. So our pastor said that he realized he had become a Nadeko prophet. That was where I learned that expression from. And I came to Enugu. Over the last few years, I started encountering Biafran prophets. What do I mean? Christians who are prophesying the will of the people, who are prophesying according to the fever in the environment, and they have not heard from God. Let me say what I said earlier. Go and meet all of them. Whether you're a bishop, you know, apostle. You know, I'll not be small boy again. This is my BBA is appropriate. Yeah, some things are making me realize I'll not be small boy again. I didn't know it. I was feeling like a small boy. When you talk to small, small boys, you think they are, you are, you are mates. Until you start telling stories of Nadeko and people like they be shaking their head, they don't know. <laughs> That's why I realized, oh boy. <laughs> we are now senior citizens. Praise God. We are now senior ministers. But the day I knew that my, my own was over for the, the young people side was that one day they said they're organizing a program for young ministers and I was not invited. I knew, ah, bang, ah, cross, cross, cross. <laughs> no, so that's giving me some boldness. Tell everyone, I don't care whether you're a bishop or if you're championing any cause based on the political climate, you're not speaking for Christ, you're not speaking for God. In fact, one day I visited a friend of mine, by the time we finished, I said, now, I didn't know why it was strong upon 
my wife and my mind that night to come and see you. I said, I said, I said to him, I think I now know why. You are missing. God said, I'm, I told him, I said, the Lord wants you to stop this thing you are doing. They are not speaking his will for the people. You have become a Biafran prophet. I told him in those words. Like we said in Oka, listen. How, how do I know? Pastor Mark, how do you know? It's simple. In Christ, there's no division. That's why. That's how I, that's, that's is fundamental enough for me to know. Even though I spoke right now by the Spirit of God. But even before then, I have the mind of Christ and I can tell you. You know, you're speaking politics. And as I said at that time, intercessor, you must keep your spirit pure. You have to. You have to say to God in the midst of what is going on, what is going on? You have to go to him in the midst of everything. Say, Lord, what is going on? Real prophets will tell you, look, it's an indignation. It will be over. It's a judgment of God. It will be over. Then he starts giving you prayer points. For example, he will say things like, pray that you will not fall into temptation. Pray that no trouble will come upon you. Pray that you'll be safe in your going out and your coming in. Pray. You, that is, as you're saying, the scriptures are dropping to your mind. You are congealing those scriptures into prayers. This morning, when I was praying with my children, one of the things I just told them, this time I said, everybody go to Psalm 121. We do it a lot, but this morning, it was with a different spirit. That the one I said, the Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you in your going out and your coming in. It's an important prayer. It's an important prayer with stray bullets flying. Ah. <laughs> and those are prayers you pick up. That's why God gave them to you. I was following an apostolic summit in Kosokoto this morning. Pastor Siri was preaching. And he said something that his summary of his message, one of the things he said this morning was that don't let your heart be troubled. Personally, I needed to hear that. He said, don't let your heart be troubled. He said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. There are times the prophetic word will come and say to you, hide yourself for a little while until the nation is over. That's it. That's why I say, listen, be very careful, you know. <laughs> Intercessors, they understand these things. Prophets, you can't prophesy accurately until your spirit is pure. You can't. Same thing with intercessors. I began the last time. Intercessors, intercession by faith. In our nation today, I'm saying it again, I said it before. My conviction is that, okay, let me put it like this. Only a minority, a small minority of people, of the church, especially in southern Nigeria. I never said that before. I just had to modify it. The southern Nigeria. The Bible says Jeshurun became fat and kicked. You know, generally the southern people have this impression that they can survive. I read in the news, was it this, this morning? or Today's papers. I think some group of Hausa people, northerners, came and served notice on the rest of Nigeria that if you like, go, we can survive. And you see, there's a reason why they had to say that. Because the impression many people give is that you need us to survive. And they are telling you we don't. Now, why I said what I said? Now, I'm speaking into Nigerian situation right now. And I want every intercessor that prays for this country to pay attention to me. This is the sin most Christians in the South have committed. It's called Jeshurun became fat 
and kicked. Really, you know, southern Nigeria, they are very wealthy. The Nigerian church, they are the Laodicean church. Yes. Look at the kind of things we build. I don't know which one, but many of them God will judge in the next few years, just to prove a point. I was listening to Pastor Siri this morning. He said, listen, that one of the reasons why God locked us down in lockdown was to show us that we don't need these churches. He pointed out that there was no purpose-built church ever on this earth for the first 230 years after Jesus Christ ascended. There was no, that is, no purpose-built assembly, cathedral, dome, um, um, all this new one, all this one we build and then we have 100,000, we have 50,000, we have 200 million, or we have whatever it is. So there was none. Paul used to teach from house to house. I'm never saying they, I, I, I don't believe that they never had any large hall. They must have had. Do you know why? Because Jesus was teaching in the hall when they brought that guy in and let him in by the roof. It wasn't the roof of somebody's personal house. They were putting somebody's roof like that. It's a community place. But it was not a church. It was not a purpose-built church. So that's why I used to say, Christians, they want to go to their village to go and build a church. I say it's nonsense. I don't believe in it. You want to go to your village, build a hall. Yes, listen. If you're a Christian, you want to, you've been thinking of going to your village to build a church. Pastor Banky said, don't build a church. Build a town hall. Don't build one. You know, churches are more expensive to build than town halls. So build two. They can use for festivals, weddings, community meetings, crusades, and church services. Because you're a Christian, you can say, okay, those who want to use the churches, you you pay not for you pay small to the community, not to me. Just for others' sake. Which church wants okay, you will use it. Then the other days. Extra moral lesson for students if you hold there. Boy Scout, they will come there. Community choir, they will come there. Do you follow my point? They, are, they, they have any major village meeting, they will come there. All the towns around have something to do in common, they will come there. And of course, those who want to wed, they will come there. You have done more service to God like that than building one edifice that you, you shine the glass, do everything, put things inside, and everyone will now come... Come inside. Bow their head as if God is inside. God is not inside any building. It is we that bring God with us when we are coming. That's it. We are the ones. What am I going to explain? The man was saying that the church didn't have a purpose built or anything like that for a very long time. They didn't have. They just met from house to house. That's how they were being built up. So I believe they also had to used to also have meetings. But of course, think about it. They didn't have microphones to now go and build an amphitheater that can see hundred thousand people. You have work to do when it comes to shouting. Oh, the Lord is good. So that was the point I was making. I was talking about Southern, okay, yes, let me not miss that. I was talking about Southern Christians, yeah, I, I, I jumped that. Southern believers, they have this attitude. We have so much money. That's why I wanted to do that, yes. I almost mixed up my thoughts. We have so much money. We do all kinds of things. There was a particular church in Nigeria when they bought, I heard they, they imported iron rod, uh, steel rods, steel, you know, these building rods. Dollar went up in price because they mopped up every available dollar in the market. Yeah, they're so well to do. There was one gist where we are streaming. Well, I will give you gist now. The time was Sukukbond. Remember Sukukbond? It's an Islamic bond. I hope you know that. 
So Christians went and gathered and said, no, why can't you Islamization, 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 which I've always told you, there is nothing wrong with what? Anybody want to do Islamization. The question is, where is your own Christianization agenda? That's what we should be discussing. If you have the right to want to Christianize, I also have a right to want to Buddhinize. Have we? Yes. Hindunization. So everybody's right. It's a free country. So they said, why are these Buddhists coming to Nigeria? In other time, Iranians wanted to come. They said, I said, no, Turkish. I said, what is all the fight? There's no problem now. Give them land. They will start praying. Say, Lord, anybody that builds here will believe in Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name. And by the time you are finished, our target will be, if you come with girls, we'll marry them. If you come with boys, they'll marry us. That's just our own target. By the time we finish, you're all Nigerians. <laughs> what is all this one of, you don't believe in the power of your own prayer. You can't go to Turkey to go and minister. They are bring come to Nigeria to be ministered to. And you are shouting. Anyway, that period, when they were saying that it's a cookbook, Islamization, Islamization, the Christians went and make, met, well, let me not mention, one of our big men in power. That one showed them how much money they were controlling. The you Christian church, I think they showed them that the previous year, they probably collected like, is it two or three trillion naira in offerings? Bring 10% of two trillion. How much is that? 200 billion. Lend it to federal government. Federal government will borrow. And stop shouting this is cook bounty. And every man shot of go house. They couldn't bring the money. Could they bring it? No, Christians are very funny. They couldn't bring the money. The government dared them say there's no problem. Should you say we have borrowed Islamic money? You will bring Christian money. And they had facts and figures. Say, guys, last year your offerings were over two trillion naira. And check it. The cost of one of our major buildings can tap from here to Port Harcourt. Ah, are you doubting me? Concrete road we can do. Do you know how much iron road we buy for some of these our projects? There's one of these our major denominations we are streaming live. We cannot speak. All right, mention their names. The project they were doing, one pillar. The cost of each pillar was the same as the whole bungalow. That see for the structure. To erect one pillar is the same amount of money it takes you to finish a bungalow complete and pack inside. Jeshurun became fat and kicked. That's why we pray stupid prayers like break the country. You know why? We feel rich. And we are very heartless. Yes, we are. We are. It's heartlessness, wickedness. You break the country and leave somebody who the little church they had made with Zinc and wood. Boko Haram has burnt it. You want them to break the country so that he won't have you to call upon? These people don't have any agenda for Christianization of the world. I would rather. Of Nigeria. Do not come to church. Praise God. It's our year of global evangelism. God said, shut your dirty mouth. How can you want to evangelize the globe? When you cannot even evangelize across the Niger. Somebody will now plant a seed this morning for global evangelism. It's money we are looking for. We don't love Christ. We don't. We don't care about the nation. That's why most of our intercession does not work. And that's why the prophecies have gone up from different quarters. God has arisen to judge. Yes, he has to. 
Listen, we're going to pray. What I want you to bear in mind is this. Don't forget it. Is who wants the land that God will give it to. Let me say it again. It is who wants the land that God will give it to. Let me tell you direct. There's no point sugarcoating this thing. You have no business trying to draw borders. Only God draws borders. You can't listen. He's the only one. If he has drawn his borders, they are his borders. But the now says, this is my border. These are the borders I've drawn. Do you want it or I give it to somebody else? Yes. So when you are going to pray, that's why I said, listen, intercessor, the will of God and your desire, they must merge. And let me say another thing to you quickly. There are times God says to says a man like Jeremiah, say, don't ask great things for yourself. Don't, don't. At this time, don't ask great things for yourself. Oh, I will give you a life as a booty. You just do my work, prophesy. Whatever I tell you to say, say it. Don't be afraid of anybody. Just go and tell them whatever I say. Bear that in mind. There are times the Lord will just look and say, this is, this is you are praying about. Whatever God has joined together, let no one put asunder. Now, I'm trying to say something here. I'm not talking about marriage. I'm not talking about other things. I'm going to talk about a principle. For example, he has joined seeking the kingdom of God, seeking his righteousness with other things being added to you. So when you come pray, Lord, add other things to me. Say, wait, 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 guys, guys, relax. Those are not valid prayer points. The valid prayer point is, Lord, what kingdom should I seek? Give me the strength and power to seek the kingdom. That's the valid prayer point. As for all your needs, say, all other things will be added. He has joined that together. Let me say another thing to you along the same line, lines. There's something about agreeing with God in intercession. Remember I said you can say no. That is why there's a blessing for saying yes. If you could not say no, there's no special blessing for saying yes. So when people despite themselves say yes to God, he, now listen to what I want to say. He usually pronounces a blessing on them and their descendants. Did you hear what I said? Mind that's you know, let me taste, let me say it again. Oh, Apostle, you know, there are so many things. We keep on saying this, saying this, saying that, saying that. Many of the fights we are fighting, you know, uh, 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 okay, this wife is pregnant. Go and deliver in America so that uh, your ch- the child can run to America if necessary. You know one of the reasons why trouble bust out in Nigeria? We have prophesied it for a long time. When God gave Christians small money, they prepared for trouble. So God said, it shall be unto you according to your faith. <laughs> Many of those say, go and born in America, get ready for it. God said, listen, all you need to do is to walk with me. Despite yourself, I will, I will, listen to me. There are times God swears a blessing. Do you follow my point? Say, by myself, I have sworn. In blessing, I will bless you. At times he looks and swears a blessing upon you and your descendants. All this running up and down to prepare in case they have to run to Botswana, they have to run to Australia, will not be necessary. God can bless your descendants to an extent. The Australian minister, foreign minister, will come to Nigeria and must visit his house. You know that? There's one Nigerian does this. Just this is just this is not preaching. 
They said he arrived in one African country. They stopped cabinet meeting so that the president could go and meet him at the airport. And it was in Nigeria. You, you know the fellow? You, you, you know him? You can guess now. Ah, it's the same man. It's just one man. This guy can't guess. This guy cannot guess. This one, he can't guess. Any man that does not know Nadeko cannot guess that one. You know this one, sometimes I look, do you know most, most of these countries in the world? They are still worldly places. So what I mean by worldly places? You want their citizenship or residency permit. It's money. Oh. It, that is just good. And I say, wow, this is a nice country, man. Just look. Just bring one million dollars. You don't have to do anything. Just buy a house. They say, ah, residency permit is your portion. The, you know, the Lord spoke to us last night when you, as we got, they will give it to you. You go up and down for a few months, apply for citizenship, you are their citizen. Just come to their country, buy one business. You know, there are men, I just know God has given them power. You, you know this uh, Nigerian man, let me know, I'm tired of mentioning his name all the time. He needed something from Germany. No, it's in Netherlands. Yes, Netherlands. Instead of paying license money, you know, you have to use a technology for license, you know, so you have to be paying license fees. So why pay license fees? He bought the whole company. $350 million. He just can't have money. Take, give me the company. I'll, I'll be paying license to myself. I don't know why Christians can't even open their eyes and know what God can do. He just said, instead of paying license money, let me own the license. He bought the whole European company. Complete. He bought it. Paid them 300, is it 350 or 380 million dollars? Counted the money, gave it to them. The company is on. Say, okay, now, thank you. The license is mine. Instead of giving you one million dollars every year for using your technology. Why don't I buy you and your technology? From here, you know, say, the guy lives down the road. Not this physical road. Are you getting my point? Now, now neighborhood guy, you know. Now a guy. I learned long ago, say, go, I bet if you want to bless person, bless person. If not, leave him. All this struggling like, like, like you're under a curse. It's not the will of God. It's not the will of God. Ah, nonsense. <laughs> it's not the will of God. It's not the will of God. Let me just pray a small prayer for you. Yeah? God will bless you. God will bless you. I may put out your right hand. Father God, everyone whose hand is out, let grace fill that hand in Jesus' name. Amen. Let whatever they put that hand to do, let it prosper. Amen. Lord, for the sake of these hands, grant peace in this land. Amen. Lord, our lives will be the theater for the fulfillment of your will. Amen. In this nation, let it happen. Amen. You know, there's some reason why God gives peace. He gives peace so that something can happen. He said, pray so that you can live a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness. Before God, who desires that all men should be saved, that the salvation of all men requires that kind of lifestyle. For the evangelistic mission of this nation, God will grant peace. Amen. There's indignation now. There is. It's been a while. And maybe it will be a while longer, but peace will come. Amen. Hear ye the word of the Lord. I will give this nation to those that want it. I didn't say I'll give this nation to Christians. What the Lord said is I will give it to those who want it. 
Jeshurun became fat and kicked. He displeased God. He forgot the Lord who gave him prosperity. He began to say, cut it. Why? Because mentally he thought it would be good. If you pray against my will, I withdraw my blessing, says the Spirit of the Lord. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Listen, you can't pray against the will of God. It's not allowed. If you don't know what to pray, you know, there's one beautiful thing about being a, Now, what I've done so far is just to stir faith in the hearts of intercessors. How do we pray? We don't pray our will. We don't pray our thoughts. Sometimes you, ca- you can't even pray by somebody's revelation, even though he says he's a prophet, unless you know him to be a very credible prophet. But once you have the right heart, you take the word of God and that's your prayer. For example, we, be- we began from Psalm um, 24. And it's now, first of all, we reject all those worldly things that clog our hearts. I have established something. I didn't could repeat it for Nigerians at this particular moment and it applies to many countries also. Remember, there's trouble everywhere and your solution to the trouble is like asking for a king as human beings. There's trouble in eastern Nigeria right now. We know that. The Lord will grant us peace. We have prayed. Yeah, we are going to receive it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Just by the way, I feel sorry for troublemakers. You know why? When God withdraws his spirit, they all expire. If you're a committed troublemaker, when God withdraws his spirit of trouble, you don't just stop causing trouble, you expire. Sometimes I see some boys who are making a lot of trouble. I feel sorry for them. I feel sorry. I feel sorry. I still remember what the time for the Sanko and Co were making trouble. They made it trouble in Liberia and Sierra Leone. They made a lot of trouble. But when God was tired, for the Sanko's security man shot him, just tired of him. Well, because God said it's not trouble. So the man expired. His own security man just took a gun and just shot him. Like, he do. Just took a gun and just shot him. I don't want to start talking politics now because I see some things, naturally speaking. I just say, why don't you yield yourself for godliness? Just like, why don't you yield yourself for godliness? Because when God withdraws that spirit of trouble, when his judgment is over, everyone participating in that iniquity expires. I was saying, so when we have, you know, we have, we have read our hearts of the worldly thoughts of thinking that this is a way our solution to our troubles will be. Anytime Christians see trouble, they don't blame government. Just by the way, can I quickly drop a word? One of my classmates said something today, or yesterday, and I realized what I preached in Oka on Saturday. What is Saturday I preached on Friday? I think it was Saturday. I preached in Oka, somebody said something today, and it dawned on me, I said, oh, Banky, this was what the Holy Spirit was telling you about on Saturday. When I was in Oka, I said something. Again, I didn't prepare it. All right, I just talking. Please try and get there. I know a lot of them is very long. We were playing, we're laughing, we're gisting. And many of the things I taught them, you know, you're a big man now, you know it already. <laughs> but just patiently listen. Because I do a lot of prophetic words in, 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 was released at that time. You know, one of the things I began to say, we you know when we're praying, we, we, we spent some time giving thanks to the federal government. Yes. And I took time out to analyze how, what a blessing the federal government has been. I took time out to analyze it. it. Was what somebody said today that made me realize how why God made me say that? Because in the course of this, it's a federal government should get out of the way so we can move forward. 
And when I read it, I said, my father, listen to me. One of the things we said in Okaben was that, see, NYSC, people are saying that they should end NYSC. I don't agree with them. Now, this is not this gospel. This is Banky's opinion. I hope you're getting my point. I have a right to my opinion. And I will not force it upon you. But I will let you know when I'm speaking my opinion, which you can disagree with. And when I'm speaking the word of God, which if you disagree with, <laughs> let's just leave it like that. <laughs> this is my opinion. It is a silly idea to end NYC. It's my opinion. You can disagree with it. But let me tell you something I said before. This is not the word of God. Enough of us can make NYC end, even if God says, I don't want to end it. And then when it has ended, we will get into a set of troubles which we will not, we will not know where it came from. We will not know it's NYC that we ended. There will be some progress that will be denied us, but we will never know why. I hope you're getting my point. Be very careful what, before you want anything, be careful. Now, that's what I'm trying to say. Some of the things we explained is that if you see every day, do you know people grumble about NYC every day? Why? They feel they don't need it. Again, selfishness. Jeshurun became fat and kicked. It's a major problem of southern Christians. They are too prosperous for their own good. And that's why God keeps on putting them into financial distress. Because of their fat kicking. Do you know what? No, but I said in the north long ago, it's not recent. Okay, it's quite a while. First set of coppers I went to Taraba State. Okay? That was when I loved God for NYC. I had to thank him for it. Because I saw people in need that needed us. He said, but what about people they have killed? How many have caught, killed on campuses? Have you closed the campuses? How many have died traveling? Have you closed the roads? Why do you throw away the baby with the bathwater because of one negative effect that happened? This is where I'm going. Do you know? You know that time we took time out to thank God for NYC, thank God for uh, federal government. Because many people have not realized what God has used federal government to do for them in Nigeria. They haven't. Hey, we haven't. You know, federal government should get away. Get away. Okay, I'm going to get away. Then you start paying federal school fees in federal university. Then you will now be thank you will now start worshiping God for Bishop Uidipo. That's only charging 800,000 era a year. Because that's, that's with efficient management and subsidy. That's why he, he, they pay 800,000 naira a year. And that means you are not studying engineering. If you, st- okay, they don't have medicine yet, okay? But if you're studying medicine, drop your 2 million naira a year. They don't have medicine yet. Now, get my point. With efficient management, you know, the way the way private will manage things. If it was government, that money would be three times that size. We know what government charges you and charges me. My son pays, I think, uh, he paid heavy when he entered UNN. I paid a lot of money as tuition. A lot, 70,000. <laughs> and he's studying architecture. That's tuition. Any other money I pay now, I say, I like him. Hostel, food. And federal government does this to hundreds of thousands of students annually. And then somebody opens the mouth and says, tell them to get out of the way so you can prosper. Because you see, you count what you don't have. You don't remember what you have already. That's what your problem is. That's why he said, bless the Lord of my soul and do not forget his benefits. 
I used to be angry with federal government, but not for the other people's reasons, because of wastefulness. I just, why are you guys so wasteful? Because I appreciate what they do. But I would say, no, they are the reason why we have no more forwarders. They are the reason why you can't speak English. Look at you. <laughs> it's the reason why you speak English. Wasn't not UNN you learned to speak English? How you managed to scrape past jam into UNN? When your friends yapped you two days, you, start, you bought a dictionary. But let me give you the word of God again. If enough of you want me to take them away, I will. Then you live with the consequences. One of the ways you intercede is with thanksgiving. Let's rise to our feet to pray. Let us rise to pray. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O my soul. Worship His holy name. Sing like never before. O my soul. Worship his holy. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O my soul. Worship his holy name. Sing like never before. Oh, my soul, worship his soul, holy name. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, oh, my soul, worship his soul, holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul, worship his soul. Please just take a minute and bless the Lord in your own words. Just bless the Lord in your own words. I want you to thank God for this nation. I just want you to, at this season, let's fill the air with thanksgiving. There's so much grumbling and whining. In the ears of the Lord. There's so much grumbling and whining in the ears of the Lord. There's so much blaming, blaming, blaming this, blaming that in the ears of the Lord. I want us to fill the earth with thanksgiving. I want us to fill the heavens with thanksgiving. Please take a minute, fill the earth with thanksgiving. Fill his ears with thanksgiving. Let the Lord hear your voice of thanksgiving. Just say, Lord, I thank you. Start counting things. Thank you for today. Thank you for yesterday. Thank you for peace of mind. Thank you for the sun. Thank you for the moon. Thank you for Nigeria. Thank you for the federal government. Thank you for everything. Thank you for, Lord, your mercy that has held back your judgment. Even the judgment we are seeing should have been worse. Well, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for the knowledge of Christ. Thank you for freedom to travel. Thank you for freedom, Lord, that we have enjoyed over the years. Thank you for the sponsorship of education by the federal government. Thank you for NYSC. Thank you, Lord, for it. Please give the Lord. Look, look, be giving thanks. You have a few minutes. Just be counting and giving thanks. And I don't want to just give thanks for your life and family alone. Do that. That's important. You must do that. But also reach out and give thanks for the state. Reach out and give thanks for the colonial masters that people hated. Thank the Lord for Mary Slessor. That's why we still have twins coming out of Calabar today. We thank the Lord for Mary Slessor. Thank the Lord for those missionaries that came. Thank the Lord, Lord for the period of slave trade. Yes, it may not have been nice, but it happened. God used it, we may not know it, to preserve some things. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for the colonial masters who came 
who will claim plunder the continent. <laughs> just thank God. Let me not say more than that. Just give the Lord thanks. Thank the Lord for independence. <laughs> Whether we were due for it or not, we got it. Thank the Lord for it. Thank the Lord for the plan that he had. Thank the Lord for it. He drew the boundaries of the nations according to the number of the sons of Israel. Say, Lord, thank you for the boundaries you drew for us in this nation, in this land. Lord, we thank you. I want us to thank the Lord. Let's just give the Lord thanks. Let's just give the Lord thanks. Now, at this moment, give thanks for the peace we have had in this city and in this state. We have had peace in this city and this state, and we don't want to lose it. We have had peace in this city and in this state, and we do not want to lose it. Let's acknowledge him for what we said, Lord, we bragged on it. We give you thanks for it. We acknowledged you, and we continue to acknowledge you. Trouble will not abide in this land. No, no, it will not enter here. We repel it by the mercy of God. In the name of Jesus, we repel it. We repel it. Now, I want you to begin to pray for yourself. Say, in, even in the midst of indignation, Lord, have mercy upon me. Let no evil befall me, my family, my friends. Say, Lord, have mercy. Keep us in our going out and in our coming in. It's important. Listen, in the time of trouble, the time of calamity around, you must learn to activate the word of God over your life. In the time of troubles, in the time of calamities around, you must learn to activate the word of God over your life. Everybody say after me, my help comes from the Lord. Say it again, my help comes from the Lord. Who made heaven and earth. He will not allow my foot to sleep. He who keeps me will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Now say this like you believe it. The Lord is my keeper. Say that again. Five more times. The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is my one more time. The Lord is my the Lord is your shade on your right hand. Say amen. amen. Now say after me, the sun will not smite me by day. Nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep me from all evil. He will watch my soul. He will keep my soul. He will guard my going out and my coming in from this time forth and forever. From this time forth and forever. Say it, it is well with me. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now say there's no weapon that is fashioned against me will prosper. Say in the name of Jesus. The Lord breaks the weapons of war. He breaks the weapons of war. He breaks the weapons of war. Now you're going to say that at least seven times. But as you're saying, I want to close your eyes. And in your heart, walk over Nigeria. You are in Enugu now. Just in your mind, just walk over to Abuja. Walk over to Sokoto. Walk over to Borno. 
come back down, get to Lagos, walk across Niger Delta to Rivers, Port Harcourt. Come back, walk around Eastern Nigeria, walk around Enugu in your mind. Just be doing that in your mind. And as you are walking around, just be saying, the Lord breaks the weapons of war. He makes wars to cease. Say that. He breaks the weapons of war. And you're going to say that at least seven times. You can say more than that. And he makes wars to cease. You are lifting up the name of God over the land. He breaks the weapons of war. He makes wars to cease. He breaks the weapons of war. He makes wars to cease. He breaks, just in your mind, just pace around. In your mind, as you are pacing around, you are walking, walking over from Abuja, from Enugu to Abuja. You are walking through Zamfara to Sokoto. You are walking across all those states, Yobe, all of them down to, uh, to, to Bono State. And you are declaring over Nigeria. He breaks the weapons of war. He makes wars to cease. He breaks the weapons of war. He makes wars to cease. He breaks the weapons of war. He makes wars to cease. He makes he breaks weapons of war. He makes wars to cease. Lord, you make wars to cease. What we are doing is lifting up the name of God over Nigeria. Walk over the whole land. Over the whole land. Over the whole land. Be exalted, Lord, over this nation. Be exalted over this nation. Be exalted over this nation. Be exalted over this nation. Lord, the God of judgment, the God of mercy, the God of judgment. God of judgment and the Lord of mercy. God of mercy. God of judgment. God of mercy. Be exalted. Lord, bring iniquity to an end. Or put bloodshed in the land. But have mercy upon your people. Have mercy upon your people. For those who recognize, Lord, your righteousness, your uprightness, your holiness, your upliftment, have mercy upon them. Those who call upon your name, Father, in this nation, have mercy upon them. Cause wars to cease in their lives. Cause wars to cease in their environment. In the name of Jesus. Let your name be exalted. Let your name, Lord, be exalted. Let your name, Lord, be exalted. Let your name, Lord, be exalted. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I said something earlier, and I've been saying it again and again the last few days now. God gives the kingdom over to those that want it. Do you get my point? And the Lord said, listen, this is a word of God though. If all of you say you don't want it, I will take it. Again, let's say it on the behalf of the church of God. Do we want it or we don't want it? Now when we say want it, what I mean is this. You want the whole nation. You don't want trouble. You don't want fragmentation from here to there, from here to there, this one. No. You want the whole nation. You want to have the right to walk across to Bono State. You want to have the right to preach in Zamfara. I hope you know they still do crusades in Zamfara. You want to walk across to Nasarawa and encourage your brethren. You want to be able to go to Adama. You want to go to Yobe. You want to go to Katsina and preach the gospel. You don't want to change money. You just want to send money. You know? Just an app. And you send money to somebody who is doing mission work 
in Plato State. Do you want that's what God is asking? Do you want it? Do you want it? Do you want it? Say to the Lord, Lord, we want it. We want this land. We desire this land. We will fight for it. Say, Lord, we ask you for it. Now ask him for it. Say, Lord, we are asking you for it. Give us this nation. Give us this nation. We the church. We ask you, give us this nation. I wanted to mention at least 20 states in Nigeria. Not more than two from southeast. Go down south-south. Go to northeast, north-central, northwest. You know, western and southwest. Mention at least two, 20 states. I'll be mentioning them if you can remember. If you don't remember, mention as I am mentioning. Father, we want this land. The whole land. In the name of Jesus. We want Abuja. Yes. We want Katsina. We want Jigawa. We want Bauchi. We want Gombe. We want Adamawa. We want Taraba. We want Benue. We want Kogi. We want Kwara. We want Oyo. We want Oshu. We want Ondo. We want Ekiti. We want Ogun. We want Lagos. Yes, we want Cross River. We want Rivers. We want Akwaibo. We want Bayasa. We want Enugu. We want Imo. We want Eboi. We want Abia. Every state in Nigeria, we want it. We want it. We are asking you for it. We refuse to yield one inch to any other God apart from the Lord Jesus. Thank you for giving it to us. Thank you for the federal government. Thank you for progress. Lord, we want this land. We are asking you for it. Lord, we are sorry if we ever rejected it. We want it back. Give it to us, Lord. We will not lose it this time. We will guard it. We will keep it. We speak, Lord, on behalf of the church in Nigeria. Lord, we, we know we have been negligent. Have mercy upon us. Some of us Christians have participated in looting the wealth of the land. Have mercy upon us. But Lord, give us this land. Let it prosper. Say to the Lord, let it prosper. Let it prosper. Then let your judgment wipe away iniquity, but let it prosper. Let it wipe away wickedness. Let righteousness reign. Lord, we, cl- we want it. We claim it in the name of Jesus. We are not ungrateful anymore. Lord, we are grateful. We say thank you for the privilege. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the privilege. Lord, thank you for the opportunity. Lord, thank you for the privilege of working with you. Lord, there are giants in the land we know. But we will face the giants and they will come down. There are giants in the land we know. But we are facing these giants and they are coming down. There are giants in the land we know. We are facing these giants and they are coming down. Yes. Oh, Father, we give you praise. Let's begin to give the Lord thanks because he has heard us. Begin to give him thanks. Begin to give him thanks. Begin to give the Lord thanks. Say, Lord, thank you. Everybody, quickly open to Psalm 91. Let's end today's meeting with Psalm 91. Quickly open to it. Are you there? Now, I'm going to lead from verse 2. Just repeat after me. Say, I say of the Lord. He's my refuge. He's my fortress. He's my God. In him I trust. He delivers me from the snare of the trapper. And from the deadly pestilence. He covers me with his feathers. I will not be afraid of the terror by night. Or the bullets that fly by day. 
bullets have been flying up. It will not hit you in Jesus' name. Let me even tell you something. You will not even know anything is happening. In peace, you will sleep. The Lord will make you sleep. You will sleep through trouble, you will not know. You will wake up and not know anything happened. In the name of Jesus Christ. You will not be afraid of the pestilence that stalks in darkness. Or the destruction that lays waste at noon. No matter the number that falls beside you, none will come near you. In the name of Jesus Christ. It will be well with you. You know, I have two testimonies of different people. One, the lady I I saw the testimony last time, the plane crashed. All she knew she was on her seat. And there were people in front of her and there was turbulence. The plane was like falling, rising, falling. Then she opened her eyes and there was grass in front. So that's all she knew. She didn't know the plane crashed. Just so, why is there grass in front of me? It was later on she realized that that's the only segment of the car, a plane that survived. One of our brothers many years ago, he was in a car, he was going from Benin to Abuja. He had a bag with him. That bag is important in the story. So he fell asleep. Then he woke up when he was hearing, you know, metal being hit. You know, like um, hammer hitting metal. Come, come. So that was what woke him up. They were trying to bring him out of, out of, out of a car that thoroughly wrecked. He didn't know anything happened. He was asleep. So he came out. They opened the door for him. He came out. The brain of the guy right beside him was on his cloth. Now he's a doctor. He could identify that it was somebody's brain. Now, remember that his bag... Yeah, the story about his bag is this. So they had to take some information. They wanted to write his name and stuff like that. I don't know whether it's in the police station or anyway, the emergency services anyway. They opened the bag, brought out his first pen. It was broken. Are you getting my point? The bag that was on his laps, he brought out the first pen inside. It was broken. So he brought out the second one. It was broken. I think he brought out like two or three pens. They were all broken. The accident broke the pens in his bag, but didn't break him. He had only one scratch somewhere around here on his face. Otherwise, it was totally fine. Didn't have to sleep in hospital, nothing. The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will protect you from all evil. In the name of Jesus, he will protect you from all evil. No evil will befall you. No plague will come near your dwelling place. In the name of Jesus, no evil will befall you. He will give his angels charge concerning you. They will bear you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will trample upon the lion and the cobra. The young lion and the serpent you will trample down. Listen. You will call upon him, he will answer you. He will be between the time of trouble. He will rescue you and you will honor him. With a long life, you will be satisfied. And the Lord will show you his salvation. In the name of Jesus Christ. Can you just take another two minutes and say, Lord, I thank you. For keeping my heart at peace. Say, let not your heart be troubled. Yes, perilous times, the last days. But it shall come to pass that peace will return to your land. It will come to pass that peace will return into your environment. And you will see it and you will serve the Lord in it. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I will thank you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. 
Uh, because of time, let me just quickly take a few announcements. This is Kingdom World Ministries. Those of you who are joining us online, thank you for joining us again today. We trust we are blessed. You can get more of our messages from our website, pastor.ng. Pastor.ng. We meet here. Well, mainly our two main meetings are Tuesdays and Saturdays, the same time. 5 p.m. be here. But we have an interactive Bible study on Fridays. We're asking you to join us on Friday for an interactive Bible study. That one, you can ask questions. You can, if you are joining on Mixellar, Facebook, Twitter, whichever one, you can ask questions and then they will be answered. Just try and follow the meetings by 5 p.m. on Fridays. Please continue to pray for this country. Join us in sharing these messages with other people. God needs a lot of people to join in this, this assignment of faith-based intercession. It's very important. Faith-based intercession. We trust that you are going to do that. Share the good news with other people. All right, the Lord is good. All right, God bless you all. Let's share the grace in fellowship. One, two, let's go. Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, surely we have passed out of death and we have passed into life. We have passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We have passed out from under the curse into the blessing. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of the demonstration of the Spirit and of the power of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Can you bless two people beside you quickly? And the power of God in the One person more. This is your season of the demonstration of the Spirit and of the power of God. One last one for yourself. This is my season. All right, Sarah, brethren.